0: Rob Burgess Show. I'm, of course, your host, Rob Burgess. On this, our 186th episode, our guest is Bree Pruitt. Bree Pruitt is a stand-up comedian and writer from Portland, Oregon, living in Los Angeles. Her TEDx talk on beauty standards dropped in 2018. In 2017, she was featured on Comedy Central's Roast Battle. In 2016, she won the Willamette Week Reader's Poll for Best Comedian in Portland. Splitsider.com has named her a comic to watch. And she's appeared on Dan Savage's Savage Love Cast, Doug Loves Movies, and NPR's Live Wire. Her live festival appearances include Bridgetown, SF Sketchfest, Fest, Bumper Shoot, and more. She's performed stand up internationally, and her writing has been featured on NPR, the Portland Mercury, and Playboy Magazine. And now on to the show.
1: My Instacart ice cream has been placed in the refrigerator. <laughs> I'm now recording. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm on Skype. I'm ready to go. I'm ready whenever you are. Just tell me what I need to do, Rob, and I'm here to do it.
0: Excellent. I like the spirit. Um, but uh, go ahead and uh, just introduce yourself for people that don't know who you are.
1: Sure. My name is Bree Pruitt. I am a stand-up comedian and actor, writer. And I, and podcaster, and I uh, am from Portland, Oregon. I live in Los Angeles, California. I host podcast called You Can Do It with Pruitt. I'm on Instagram taking pictures of my face. <laughs> and I'm on TikTok trying to catch up. And that's it.
0: Yeah, I heard your uh, latest episode. So how, how is TikTok?
1: TikTok is fascinating. Um, I... Feel the children are so blessed to have mm. such a wonderful, sophisticated app. It's a wonderful app. It really puts mm. all other social platforms to shame. Mm. I think the algorithm is extremely smart. Um, but if you try to make anything in there, there is a lot of choices, so it's very creative. I, I very much like it.
0: Mm. Well, I have seen videos from TikTok imported to other platforms, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm familiar Get with some. Get in there. Yeah. I, well, the the whole uh, Chinese uh, surveillance thing worries me a little bit, but um, <laughs> I don't
1: know. Bruh. It's not, I mean, I don't know. Yes, a lot of people have concerns <laughs> about surveillance. Get yourself a, a VPN and rest okay. assured. Okay, fair yeah. enough. <laughs>
0: fair enough. Um. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I haven't taken the plunge yet. I tried Snapchat for just a little bit, but I, I never really got into that. But
1: I I, I slept on Sna- Snapchat.
0: Yeah, and really yeah. that passed me by. I think. But um, I think I think I might be your podcast only Twitter follower. I hope that's not too weird.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's wonderful. I <laughs> I don't thrive on Twitter in my like as a solo performer, and so I don't know how to really mm. like get in there. Kind of um, one thing I, I heard that was good advice a long time ago was just like find the social media platform that works for you, like set up accounts on all the platforms, but just like follow, you know, just like get involved with one of them.
0: Mm. Yeah, so that's what I do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so I have known who you are for a very long time. I've been a really, fan, oh, yeah, I've been Weird. a fan of your comedy. Well, the thing is, you you did the Limestone Comedy Festival. And yes. I covered, as a journalist, the first three years of the Limestone Comedy Festival. And the year that you did it was the first year I didn't, I might have even written that you were coming and I I got another job or I just didn't cover it and then I stopped covering it. So I just missed you there, but I have list, listened to you on, so you've been on five of my fa- right. favorite podcasts at least. Oh, uh, wow. Doug Loves Movies, uh, yes. uh, Getting Doug With High, Hell yes. um, Savage Love Cast. Uh, you can really do it, wow. You can, you can do it with Brie Pruitt and now the Rob Burgess show. So it's like you know,
1: Rob. Wow, thank you so much, <laughs> man. I really, uh, I really, uh, screwed the pooch on Savage Lovecast.
0: Oh uh, <laughs> well, what? Why do you say that? <laughs>
1: oh well, it was a very, it was very controversial, my friend, because that episode was taped live at a huge theater in Portland, Oregon called Revolutionary Hall, where it's like. Revolution Hall, it's eight hundred seats, so it's pretty big. And if you don't, if you record, you know, a a person, you're just getting the recording from the microphone. Mm -hmm. And the microphone, like the one I'm speaking into right now, it doesn't pick up anything besides what is it's pointed at. And so everyone in the Reddit forum, or Reddit, the message board for Savage Lovecast, was like, "Who, who hired this fucking bomb comedian who just like (laughs) took a shit, you know?" Because (laughs) I, it doesn't sound like I'm doing very well, but I had a great set. I had a really good time. Um, oh, man. but it just it really colors the way you watch comedy when there's no when there's no one laughing. So that's why this kind of moment of the pandemic mm. where so many people are doing stand up to no one is actually pretty interesting. Mm. Um, it's revealing. Yeah, know? I
0: was absolutely gonna ask you about that for sure, but um,
1: Well it didn't mean to rush you, my friend. No,
0: absolutely not, no. <laughs> <laughs> time is not real, as you pointed out.
1: Oh um, wow, yes.
0: I agree with that for sure. Um, But uh, just if we could go back to the beginning a little bit, how did you get started in stand-up comedy?
1: Um, On my 26th birthday, I tried it for the first time. um, And uh, that was some time ago. But I felt called to it. I enjoyed it as a medium. And then then I did, um, you know, just as a kid, like I would watch it. Rosie O'Donnell, your Evening at the Improv, your Richard Jenny, your... (laughs) <laughs> Dom yeah. Herrera, like that era of stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy Crystal, Robin Williams, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, Margaret Cho, Margaret Cho. And then I sort of got, I did the thing that I thought I, I would do because th- that felt more natural was um, acting, mm. theater. Um, and then what seemed like a little more practical because I was crushing it at all the comedic roles. I was like, okay, it's um, it's sketch comedy. It's improv comedy. And I did that for several years. I was in a bunch of dumb groups that are now defunct. And um, and then I finally did stand-up on my 26th birthday after it called to me for so long. And I just kept doing it, uh, doing stand-up. Most people could do it, but most people do not continue to do it. And so that is sort of the difference between a stand-up comedian and everybody else is that you just keep, you just don't stop. And, yeah, and, a, really... and
0: a podcast maker, let me tell you. Yeah, I'm not... you
1: can also make a podcast. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, you know, <laughs> it's as much as you want to do it. No one else, no one else, everyone right. could probably make a podcast, but does everybody? No. Right. Yes. So, I really enjoy your, your writing as well. I, I saw that you were a, uh, I, we also have this in common. I, I was, we all, both worked for Alt weeklies. I worked for uh, yes. Nouveau in Indianapolis, and you worked uh, for the Portland Mercury
1: Yes, right. uh you were, um, yeah, you, were a,
0: you were an advice columnist there, right?
1: Yeah, it was actually a specifically it was a sex and dating column, mm. uh, which is maybe why me and Dan Savage became friends because we both um, did. We were both sex columnists for basically the same newspaper. His mm-hmm. um, column is in the the Stranger in Seattle, which is the sister paper of the Mercury. Yeah, yeah, and that's that was cool. just. You know, somebody at the paper saw me do stand up and was like, wow, you're pretty dirty. <laughs> would you like to do that for our for our fancy newspaper? And I said, yes. And um, and yeah, it wasn't even, you know, people writing in. I would just have like some diatribe about something um, and I would put it into like a clicky BuzzFeedy kind of dirty essay. Mm. They really printed that shit. It's amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought your your advice was interesting. Uh, did, have you, did you ever give any advice? Uh, well, I guess either this or, I don't know, maybe the podcast is too new. Did you ever get, give advice that you were like, maybe later you are like, I don't know?
1: After the newspaper column, I had a radio show in oh, Portland wow. and it was called Sex, Drugs, and Basketball and that was a full call-in show and oh, it wow. was hosted with a friend of mine who's a filmmaker named Arthur Bradford who's just like, we just wanted to talk about we basically just wanted to talk about cannabis and the trailblazers because (laughs) (laughs) that was sort of our relationship. They were like dating, you're a dating expert. So I, I was like, okay. So we had just like pretty wacko callers and a lot of them were like, I don't know if it was just, you know, the, the, the radio station was, um, Oh God, I can't remember the name of the radio station, but it's the only independent radio station in Portland. It's very like, punk rock you know it's all this indie you know DJs and politics and stuff and so a lot of the callers were like young guys and they would just ask like wildly problematic stuff about mm. like what if I did this you know or like, <laughs> I'm trying to remember anything that came to mind I mean I don't want to like share anything that was like too like nothing was even that coherent mm. you know what I mean like it was a call in show but um, yeah I definitely I certainly remember being like oh boy I don't know <laughs> receiving any of this like i would i would definitely like tell them some like straight shooting like intense shit and hope that something stuck you know what i mean (laughs) yeah
0: yeah if you say things in public long enough you'll eventually have to eat some crow uh i've definitely done that myself
1: yeah if anything it would just be like go to therapy (laughs) 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 you know (laughs) couldn't hurt you know
0: oh yeah definitely definitely um but you live in los angeles now um, yeah when did you move to los angeles
1: uh i've been uh here for about four years this mm. march mm-hmm.
0: was that a hard transition from yeah
1: life life? yeah it was real hard rob i mean you live in bloomington indiana
0: uh, I was born in Bloomington and I went to oh, school okay. there, but I live just north of Indianapolis now. Um, Great. But I lived actually for, and my wife and I uh, yeah. lived in Ukiah, California, Northern California for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of lived not, maybe like two thirds of the way to, <laughs> to Portland, <laughs> you know, but Pacific Northwest still, but um,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, you get, you get the West coast vibe, um, but more, I mean, Bloomington really is such a sweet, small town Mm -hmm. I mean and really like smart like interesting people who live there Mm -hmm. um and that's sort of how I feel like Portland is Portland's a little bit bigger but it is got a small town vibe there are a lot of really smart dorks who (sighs) were kind enough to spend money and support my career and buy my fucking tote bags you know so it was like a wonderful place to grow and develop my voice Um, And I feel like very, like, repping the 503 for the rest of my life and, you know, hope to return one day. And Los Angeles is different. There are different values of the city. Um, Like in Portland, you know, it's very environmental. It's very, um, they really value, like, like food and beer and, you know, stuff like that. In Los Angeles, they kind of just, like, want you to die and they (laughs) want you to pay them all your money and they want mm. to they want you to support the film industry which I am also here to do but mm-hmm. um yeah it's pretty tough i mean there there are great things about los angeles i definitely think it's kind of um a weird time to be here right now it's so sleepy and um and it's hard to like you know it's crowded so it's like during the pando you got to really mm. be thoughtful um because and also our our freaking hospitals are full so um yeah i just really have to be thoughtful about um safety right now but um yeah it's been cool to explore because it's the dream factory baby you know it's like <laughs> all these all the people who are you know beaming entertainment into your home you know they're they're here you know down the block from me and i just i'm here to get in the game you know
0: absolutely yeah um but what has that's why I was going to ask you, what has it been like being a comedian now in lockdown? I mean, it's the the best conditions for comedy, that live, live comedy I've seen, are some of the probably the most dangerous <laughs> for what's going wow. on, like the low ceiling, you know, basement, well, the comedy attic for, you know, if we're going to name names That's a in great Bloomington, point. you know.
1: It's a great point. The comedy attic is a is a beautiful club. I, you know nothing against the I comedy.
0: I'm sure they do everything completely safe there. <laughs> Don't leave oh, yeah. me Jared, please. <laughs> <laughs> Enemy for life. Um, <laughs> Matt, I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: I mean I mean this is this is the this is the truth though. You speak the truth, which is that um, stand up comedians is favorite conditions for comedy, low ceiling, um, like people clumped up real close together and that speaks to what I said at the beginning uh which is you know I when I did a recording that had no audience part of the reason why you want your audience all clumped up together in a tiny room is because when you hear other people enjoying themselves you let go Mm -hmm. and you you join in the fun Mm -hmm. and that is really what We'll need to change. That isn't that like precise thing. It's like actually, you need to be more isolated um, for safety, and that is, you know, actually antithetical to what we've been trying to do. I think that you know, it's pre- it's becoming very clear there is no after the pandemic mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. We're going to need to attack, you know, sort of adapt to this brave new world. and I, I'm optimistic as ever, Um, you know, it's not ideal, but um, I mean, as long as we keep developing the technology of connecting with groups of people, which is going to need to happen anyway. And um, you know, I think it's going to be, it's going to be fun for a while. It's going to be awkward when we come back. And then when I may, maybe in five years when we are, all vaccinated all have herd immunity or everybody who was going to die is gone truly <laughs> really. i don't think we're not going to keep rubbing together in the dark uh-uh. and i'm not it's, i'm not a covid scam person i am like the most safest but um but live performance is is indomitable you know it's mm. like i mean it's church baby you know mm. and and you know for us sinners we need it, mm-hmm. so that's
0: how I feel. Oh, absolutely! Um, but have you, you know, gotten any more writing done? I mean, not to bring it to my uh, struggles <laughs> or anything, but <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: I joined a writing group.
0: Oh, wow, cool!
1: I can't say enough about it. It's a hey. weekly writing group, um, and I have, you know, they're still the Dream Factory is still jugging along. Um, yeah. They're still they're still making stuff. Um, mm-hmm. They recently locked down production again but they'll be back they have all of the money in Mm -hmm. the city you know Mm -hmm. if they want to open they can and you know frankly if any industry was going to open i think that they there's a lot of unions involved if if it's like you know your your 20th century fox or your paramount so i you know i i tend to think that you know they will handle it well anyway so mm-hmm. I'm trying to, yeah, trying to write, um, get, some, get some ideas going, trying to create worlds. I mean, there's so much content, and I've watched, like, almost all of it in the <laughs> pandemic. Yeah. I've watched so much, Rob.
0: Oh, I know. Me too.
1: No, you have kids. I have watched everything. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched I've everything. Watched all <laughs> things. I've watched this Frozen what a I'm lot of saying. times. Like, I don't I'm have not... kids. I have old episodes of Survivor to watch. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, my wife and I were just watching 90 90 Day Fiance before we were... Ooh,
1: which one? Tell me which one.
0: I think it's the most recent one, uh, the most recent season that came out. Yeah. Uh,
1: South Africa, Dominican Uh Republic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very
0: good. So, I watched... I don't know if I've missed any in between, but I'm pretty sure I saw even all the beginning seasons, and I I think I may have seen all the, the other way or... 98? The other way is yeah. the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fish out my, of water my... for real.
1: <laughs> well, it's great. I mean, it's yeah. very good. And those people, I mean, talk about people impacted by the pandemic.
0: Oh. The yeah. good people
1: at ninety day.
0: Oh no. R. I. P. <laughs>
1: will we ever will we ever have Ooh. an international romance again?
0: Right? Inter, right. inter-, inter- Wow. Yeah. Well, um, If I'm getting too personal, just tell me to back off or whatever. But how is, uh, how has this affected you live with your partner? Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I do. How is
0: that working in the pandemic?
1: (laughs) Well, um, I actually have, I'm going to mention it on a future episode of my podcast. But um, one thing that I have been very empowered by is like, uh, well, I'm nesting. You know, obviously, if you can't go anywhere, you got to like beautify (laughs) your surroundings. So I'm like. Of course, nesting. Everything is so beautiful. I was just, I was truly just, like, before Before we started talking, I was just, like, kind of just looking around my apartment, like, wow, I'm so blessed. <laughs> it's,
0: it's, it's everything so I, like.
1: <laughs> it, it, I like. I you like know? it, you know? It's so, so small. Um, yeah. But what one thing I've been doing uh, to cope with the size and, like, just the proximity is hanging curtains everywhere, so it's, like... <laughs> A very small apartment, but I like okay. I hung this curtain around my bed like Ebenezer Scrooge, and it's like so, <laughs> so good. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna add some more. I was just thinking about it. Like I'm I'm gonna add some more curtains like in my closet so I can um, create a TikTok studio so mm. I can do those silly little dances.
0: Yeah, yeah. You can you can blow up on that. I've seen I've seen it happen. Um, not I just
1: want to do yeah. funny little dances. <laughs>
0: I think that's what TikTok's made for, pretty much. I think so, too, yeah. <laughs> and to share Teens. information.
1: That's the, that's the stuff I really appreciate, is there's some really weird niche uh, inf- informational uh, accounts. I follow this Dumpster Diver girl. Wow. um, And she's really interesting. Hmm. Dumpster Diver, you got finances, <laughs> you got crypto investment, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy.
0: Well, yeah, I'd I'd say my wife and I I already worked from home a lot, and now I'm really working from home. And uh, we were gonna homeschool our oldest son, and now we're really homeschooling. <laughs> so uh, it's not like that's that different. It's just like yeah. now it's like we can't. You can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Although I live in a red state, and you know, some people are just going. <laughs> it's like nothing's going on. You know?
1: More homeschool resources, I suppose. Um, oh absolutely. yeah, we bet. Uh, but um, what I was just thinking about is like how the Pando really cranks up the timetable on your family planning. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. all the all the choices that you said oh, you're yeah. about to make. Mm. Just like, oh, those just got made.
0: Well, yeah. Uh, well, I will tell you that in 2020, yeah. I delivered my daughter. Unassisted in the bathtub with my wife. Get out! No. Wow. Yep. Unexpected.
1: Grad. So, <laughs> thank
0: you. It was very exciting.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. You know, my sister, she had a baby this year, uh-huh. and it only took her five hours. From That's fast. The door of the hospital. Goodness. Yeah, and I was like, "Damn, dude, you just should have stayed home." <laughs> I
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But my wife said she didn't want to go to that uh yeah. you know appointment she yeah. didn't want to go to the Smart. hospital and i think so, you know i think maybe subconsciously she was like this is probably safer just to do this here and it, it worked out couldn't have planned it and better and then it just happened oh couldn't have planned i would have cleaned the tub beforehand if i'd known <laughs> but other than that Smart. it was like yeah
1: wow congrats dude that's amazing
0: i know but uh but yeah like you said it, it moves things up you know it's like well uh you know i don't have time to like you know, really mess around here. Like if you're going to do something, you got to do something. And then that's part of why I reached out to you, to be honest. Like there's a lot oh, of pressure. Man. I feel like on, if you call yourself a writer that people are always throwing the like, Oh, King Lear, you know, uh, Shakespeare wrote that. And during a pandemic and lockdown, where's your King Lear loser. <laughs> like, uh, and then, uh, November every year is just another chance to hurt my feelings when I don't complete another novel for National sure. non- novel writing month. And, uh you know it's like i I have all these like lofty dreams and it's like okay you want to go on a writing retreat now here it is deal with it and it's like "Ah, i don't know about this
1: no rob i mean i know i don't need to tell you this but this is not your writing retreat (laughs)
0: just just really you know
1: just just in case you needed a reminder today um this is not that's not what's happening you delivered a baby in a bathtub (laughs) like that's not the year this is not that's not the year yeah this is not the year that Rob yeah. wrote his book no, it's the I'm, year I'm that Rob delivered a baby in the, baby in the bathtub here. and you're going to have that baby bathtub stuff this is what i say you know you creatives know. you know you got to have the shit to fertilize the future you know sure. and it's
0: mm-hmm.
1: you don't have to you know I don't know. You know it's I, this I, yeah. toxic rise and grind mm-hmm. new, new year, new you, January thing.
0: Oh, yeah. I feel um, it.
1: That's heavy right now. I feel It's it. everywhere. I mean, these people relax. And it's, you know what it is? It's because marketing people haven't lost their job because oh, no. they're very, like, prized in the company. So, like, commercials and content is still going out. And it's like, bro, what are you selling? <laughs> Let's survive. Like, I don't, I don't want to get... Fucking slim fast and all these like weight watchers and shit. Like, bro, it's a pandemic. Like, we're, we might starve.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Go, Uh, go nuts. Have a cookie. You know what I mean? Have a cookie. Why not? Yeah. (laughs) Indeed. Oh boy. Um, man, I I completely lost my train of thought there. That's okay. We're riffing. (laughs) Absolutely. No, I usually write out questions, but I thought we'd probably be able to get through it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, but anyway, I, I really like your podcast. It's really cool. Thanks, dude. I think it's a lot of fun. And, you know, here's something I want to tell you as, as a fan of oh, your please. comedy and a fan of you is that you don't need to feel any kind of shame or anything about just being a solo episode. Um, And I have to remind <gasps> myself. Oh, thank you know, you, you. know what? I have to remind myself of that, too, because I've done 100. This will be my 186th episode of this podcast, and I've only allowed myself.
1: Congratulations.
0: Thank you. Yeah. And um, you've only
1: allowed yourself?
0: seven times alone. So, wow. And I was in yeah. the last one before I did one a couple of episodes ago, but before that I hadn't done one since February of 2019. So like, I just, I don't feel like it's like, who's who cares? You know, who cares what I'm going to yeah. Rob has a thing. Who cares? But like, it's the Rob Burgess show. So I bet a few people would care. <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like not all podcasts are about the host. Um, I have another project. that's, I am, uh, you know, is coming down the coming down the pipe. Um, but it's like not going to be about me. So it's not going to be these like long intros. It'll just be like, Hey, we're back. Here's the S you know? And you know, your podcast is like, the rob burgess show so yeah you gotta deliver
0: <laughs> definitely definitely and don't get me wrong your your guests are i like phone find mostly interesting and uh you know i i do get something out of listening to them too but like you when you when it's like oh breeze solo fine G- give i'm, I'm great right. so i
1: appreciate that feedback yeah for sure
0: um, but how did you come up with the idea for this podcast? Uh, it's a very just, it's just a very altruistic podcast, and it's very positive. Like it's very like you can, you can do it. Like you said, like that's what that's what I first like was, huh? Okay, it's Thanks, very dude. affirming and not just like I like that you you balance like the yeah, I, I use this not pejoratively. Woo woo, you used it, <laughs> and you're yes. of, but like that part of it uh, and uh, the more practical side of it, actually accomplishing things you know what i mean Marrying yeah the two in some way so anyway how do you, I mean, you describe your podcast how you want to but that's how i see it
1: i think that's very accurate i mean i think what you just described is my pisces sun and virgo rising okay. and what that is is my like very woo side but with a aim to communicate what i you know what i you know feel like is messages that are delivered to me through like symbols and ideas and mantras and metaphors mm. um, and like deliver that to the listener or deliver that to the guest on my show. Um, the pep talk, the like optimism, the like altruism, the like helper, nice guy vibe <laughs> is like definitely the, how I feel the most like, I, I don't know. I Perhaps I have a little social anxiety, but a one-on-one conversation where I'm like, trying to help is like, wow, that's the easiest conversation that I can imagine for myself, <laughs> you know? Um, because like, Hey, I'm just trying to help. Like, it's like, <laughs> so, you know, my intention out the gate is not to harm or, or disparage or roast you or something. So like, g- come on in, you know? And I think, um, you know, I really believe that being vulnerable is like totally essential to improving ourselves and mm-hmm. like making the world better, frankly. And like, um, increasing understanding is, like, we kind of got to just, like, drop, drop our, um, you know, illusions. I almost said, like, drop our trousers, but, like, yeah, drop <laughs> our, like, drop our, like, worldly trousers and, like, bear ourselves <laughs> and, you know, show everybody that, you know, here's where I'm, here's where I'm hurt and, like, here's what I'm working on mm. Um, is, like, so much cuter, I think, than a podcast where it's, like, what are you working on? Like, what are you working for us? And, like, how are you making money? And, you know, what's your, what's all of your narcissistic bullshit look like? You know, like what mm-hmm. version of yourself are you presenting to the world? Like, mm, boring. Like I could look at your Instagram, you know, why don't mm. you tell me what you're working on? Um, and I think it really helps people to hear how other people have overcome things, of mm. course. Like we know from sports biographies and shit like that. Um, <laughs> you know, it's nice to hear where people have been. Um, and then... Um, there was the nice rhyme, so <laughs> 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 thought I'd call it. You can do with reprove it.
0: <laughs> that's yeah, it's just laying right there. You gotta you gotta pick that up. Pick but, it up. Um, that's that's incredible. Yeah, but like I mean, the people you have on are fairly successful, I would think, and, and but they still have you know they're still human. They still have struggles, and you know, I mean, people like yeah. you said, people curate their best selves on uh, the social media platforms and. You know, they're not going to necessarily tell you what their struggle is. Uh, so Even it's, the day-to-day, yeah. like
1: even our beloveds, sure, you know, absolutely. even, you know, the wives and the partners, you know, the people that yeah. are are around us, you know, we, there's not a lot of time where you're like, hey, here's what I'm going through. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Well,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah there
1: aren't a lot absolutely. of opportunities and there aren't a lot of like, um, you know, vessels for that conversation in day-to-day life and everybody's going, you know, hella hella through it right now Mm. so um, yeah Uh,
0: one thing I like about your podcast is that um, you sing (laughs) and you sing a lot I do sing and it's incredible and you sing your own and it's funny because I was listening in reverse order so I started with the most recent and then it went back so I can hear the the theme song. I sure I'm sure in the right order it evolves, but it devolves and <laughs> <laughs> it goes kind of like a garage band. You know, I, I get the 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 studio sheen at the beginning. You know, it's it's all worked. All the kinks have been worked out. Back to the <laughs> prehistoric time.
1: <laughs> yeah, now I'm just knocking them out like no problem. I I'm I I am making a promise to you here and now, Rob, that I will evolve this goddamn theme song so that I have some kind of musical backing.
0: Um, no, but no, no I do no, like no, no 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 a cappella is fine you don't need no, any... no I
1: want I want a, I want a real theme song and but I want to be able to sing with it because I like the energy it gives me to do the podcast <laughs> and I like to sing because I like to show off that I can
0: <laughs> but I think the soloness of it is, is charming though <laughs> it's funny I would never sing on this podcast don't, don't anybody ever expect that well, <laughs> um, <you> never... <laughs>
1: Comment below if you would like Rob to say No no
0: (laughs) comments are turned off for this post. Uh, (laughs) Um but yeah that's that's fun uh, that's that's cool it's another thing I like uh, it also amuses me to no end how you feel the need to mention once an episode at least that it is not an astrology podcast even though no. I listen to probably two dozen podcasts on a regular basis and you're probably you probably mentioned astrology more than probably any of them combined so I would say in my world it is an astrology podcast but well,
1: Rob, that's why I have to adamantly. <laughs> You know, just just completely state so clearly that it is not an astrology podcast because I talk about astrology nonstop.
0: But who? (laughs) But are the astrology police going to come get you if you if you practice without a license over here? I mean, what is what is the worst astrology police?
1: You think? Yeah, some some Jupiter cop is going to come. Jupiter (laughs)
0: cop,
1: probably be Saturn. Some Saturn enthusiast is going to bust my chops. No, I mean, I part of it, Rob, to be like, to give you a little bit of a real answer to your funny question um, is like, I do say that it's not an astrology podcast because you know how in the like girls with crystals community, it kind of is just like, all right, we get it. You probably just start into whatever. You're probably just into astrology and energy and like dream catchers and like. All the shit you can buy at Urban Outfitters and, (laughs) you know, give yourself a whole identity. And that sucks. Like, it really sucks because a lot of the things that I use, a lot of the tools that I use to navigate this world, you know, like a lot of spiritual things, um, have been a little bit co-opted and and marketed Mm. and astrology is one that is really having a moment i will mm. say like i've always known my sun sign i've always like kind of known um you know like the like the phases of the year i know like in capricorn is you know i've always known like okay it's capricorn season like focus on your money like focus on work done you know <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and now if it, it seems like everybody is up friggin expert and i think there's a lot of narcissism that comes with astrology specifically because it's kind of like a way to analyze your own self whereas you know i think tarot cards are you know they're jungian archetypes that have links to like psychology have links to um you know ancient spiritual practices that are like beyond christianity beyond islam like you know Um, so I think there's a little bit more legitimacy than, uh, than the other woo woo arts. Um, and astrology is just, it's a very detailed, like for real, for real practice, Mm. like a real, real, for real study. And I'm not that girl. Like I'm a, Mm. I'm a girl with crystals level astrologer. And so that's kind of why I like to make that distinction. But I also like to bring it in to my pod because it's part of my life. And it's also something that we can share because the phases of the moon are literally above all of our heads, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. like a very kind of collectivist vibe.
0: Yeah, Um, I'm almost afraid to tell you what my sign is.
1: Okay, Um, don't worry about it.
0: Because I've (laughs) heard you, I've heard you speak on this before, and I feel like you have some maybe correct but stereotypical views of my sign. <laughs> and see, here I am somebody that wouldn't say I necessarily ascribe to this, getting all defensive about it.
1: <laughs> well, um, okay, here's the here's the the T is that all humans have all placements of all planets. Hmm. You know what I mean? So like you know, say you are a Leo and you named your show the Rob Burgess Show because it's Rob Burgess's show. Yeah. Well, then, you know, It might not be that you're a Leo sun, but maybe you have Leo rising. And like Mm. that's sort of how you present yourself to the world. And you're actually a Gemini sun. And so you're a little chatterbox. So maybe something (laughs) like that. Uh,
0: Well, I am a Taurus, I will just say. Oh, that's Um,
1: great. We love a Taurus. Working every day, putting out podcasts. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. Um, Yeah. But uh, my wife is uh, cancer and... Our son has the same birthday as my wife.
1: Oh, double cancer.
0: Yeah. And then my.
1: A lot of waterworks around there, huh? Oh,
0: Yeah, absolutely. A lot
1: of. A lot yeah. Of, a lot of <laughs> wet eyes of the old Burgess household, huh?
0: I'm trying to keep people happy right here. That's all I'm doing. Good for
1: you. Chocolate, baby. Bring it. Candy, sweets.
0: Absolutely. Flowers. Absolutely. Trying. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, my. Uh, youngest daughter, uh, she was born two days before my birthday. Um, Oh,
1: double tourist, double cancer house?
0: Yep. And then uh, Um, our daughter, our our older daughter, middle child, Emerald, she uh, is a uh, Gemini. Oh, perfect. Yes. You can switch. Yeah, oh yeah. Back and forth. Oh yeah. And the thing that I think you said about that sign one time was that they are they're entertaining themselves or something and that yeah, yeah that's emerald that right is... there she's she's got an active imagination she can just so theater of the mind <laughs>
1: love the name emerald um yeah that's so lovely good job um our, yeah, our uh, youngest sure.
0: daughter's lilac and our oldest son is harper but we call him the captain
1: Nature, oh, Captain, Sea Life. Well, my wife's
0: name is Ash Leaf, was her birth, it was, uh, her middle name is Leaf, uh, Ash first name A-S-H, and then Leaf, middle name, so, keeping with the nature theme. Her parents were hippies, but, (laughs) and are hippies, (laughs) and I love them dearly, but. (laughs) That's
1: so nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, how much, like, how how much do you put into that? I mean, because, like, the thing is, like, I want to be having a skeptical eye, but it is... Yeah, every time I've heard something about people and I know their sign, I'm like, yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that makes sense.
1: I think, you know, we were having a conversation earlier about social media and how, like, if one of the platforms resonates with you, that's what you should do. And that's how I feel about all spirituality. If something is faith-based, it doesn't work if you do not have faith in it. So you should not you know it wouldn't carry water you mm. know what i mean so that's kind of where i go now if you look into the 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 dark bucket of your soul and you're <laughs> like well god damn it you know i'm reading this thing and it's like i've it's saying i've got a taurus sun it's saying i've got a gemini rising it's saying i've got this xyz it's saying that this is a person who works hard who has a lot to say you know mm. <laughs> and that resonates Perhaps, you know, yeah. perhaps I can look deeper into this, but then it's like a matter of, okay, well, how is this useful to you? You know, how yeah. how would you use astrology? For me, I kind of like to know the astrology of people in small groups that I'm working with. And you could just be an intentional person and say, you know, sod the astrology, does it all does it seem like we're all different and bad? Mm. balanced you know and that's just being intentional so i think a lot of times these woo girls or woo woo girls woo (laughs) girls are different girls woo woo girls are (laughs) you know the astrology crystal girls um um you know they are you know perhaps just like using astrology in all aspects of their life um and not and 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 they're saying it's successful but maybe it's just because it's bringing their intentionality to whatever they're doing
0: Mm. But, yeah, no, I, I recognize a lot of myself and my my sign, for sure, um, to, to a fault. And a lot of that, <laughs> you oh, know, really? sometimes. Yeah, like, like I feel like I am too stubborn, and I am too, like, short-sighted and a little too quick to pull out the horns. And it's like, I, I just feel like I lean out. Because here, here's the thing, and I, I can't remember the pr- name of the guest you had that was also from Indiana. Um, yeah. She's a singer and a com- uh, and a comedian. She put out an album. Uh uh, she was uh, goodness. Can't think of her name. Uh, darn it! Uh, I will I will think of it before the podcast is over.
1: I'm gonna scroll through the episodes. I'll remember.
0: Shoot, darn it! I can see her face on her Twitter profile in my head. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, so she was talking about kind of the the Midwest ethic, I guess, uh, of having pride in working yourself to the bone and like I work a hundred hours a week and I don't ever see my kids. And, you know, there's like, there's a weird puritanical pride in that. And, you know, it's, it's toxic, obviously it's unhealthy. It's going to lead you to early grave and sadness if you follow it all the way down. But at the same time, I have attribute a lot of my success to that same ethic or whatever i mean i'm not where i want to be in life obviously but whatever i have gotten in life i feel like kind of has come from that kind of stubborn not giving you know just keep going hard driving being hard being hard on myself you know well, there you
1: go i mean that to me is embracing a quality of your own self that's been extremely helpful to Mm. you and you know that's astrology too i Think mm. is like celebration of self is that what yeah. we're talking about sure okay
0: i hope so <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I might have lost a subject because i, was I don't even yeah it's
0: okay i've kind of lost the plot myself It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no i just i want to be able to uh embrace the qualities about you know my natural disposition that are uh, let do lead to success with without like the parts that i feel like are holding me back you know and making me unhappy in the moment you know yeah um I don't know. What do you you think about your sign? Are you comfortable with how you feel about it now?
1: Yeah, dude. Um, Yeah, so my sun sign is Pisces. And Pisces is like um, the dreamy drunkard (laughs) of the Zodiac, the dreamy drunkard mystic. Um, You know, it's like... The old crazy lady who's got all the secrets, you know, but it's also like Kirk Cobain <laughs> and it's also Jesus Christ. Like it's, it's just kind of like a messy, like, um, uh, spiritually wise person. And that's my sun sign. So I, you know, but all, all of my other placements are pretty like earthy and together and like on time and, mm. and everything else. So I kind of feel like my, yeah, like, um, Like all my other placements are like scaffolding to like hold up a a, a building that's been built with like sea glass or something, you know, (laughs) like bottles and clay, you know, it's just like, (laughs) like some, yeah, like some, some like eccentric artist garbage house. Um, (laughs) That's sort of how I, yeah, but it's working, you know, and I think uh, astrology is, is a way to understand self, but also just through. Um, all these years of figuring out, you know, and it kind of does feel like that, like a, like a house in progress. Like you're always kind of like, huh, well, I really feel like I function better when I do chores every day mm. and my chores get finished mm-hmm. and my my lunch dishes are done before I start cooking dinner. And oh, it's yeah. like, oh man, I sure am in my 30s and like I'm learning things that work for me on the day-to-day, you mm-hmm. know, and and the bigger lessons like, Um, you know, other Pisces, like I'm, I'm too sensitive to watch horror films. Like I'm too, I'm too, um, tender to participate in like the most violent, um, you know, TV and, and stuff. Um, what else? Like I'm emotional and, and also like, it takes me a really long time to process through emotions so that's something like if I had a, a, a really intense Taurus pla- placement, actually I do have a, a t- my, my moon is in Taurus, um, I might not be comfortable with just chilling mm. on my emotions because I'd be like, oh, I, sh- I should work. And actually I kind of do feel that way. And so over time I've had to deal with that.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Lisa Curry was the person I was trying to think of.
1: Oh, yeah, Lisa Curry's great. Mm-hmm. Did she have a music album? No, she has a comedy album out.
0: Oh, I must have be mixing her up with somebody else, I guess. Um, yeah, but, yes, yeah. I, I remember that she discussed that. I think that was her. Yeah,
1: she's dope. She yeah. just started a podcast. I don't know what it's about, but, yeah. Mm.
0: But what about um, tarot cards? Because uh, my yeah. mother-in-law collects tarot cards, and she's even got um, some Christian ones, too, which are interesting. Because, um, Yeah. <laughs> I know, right?
1: These <laughs> Christians get out of here. <laughs> my thing alone. Christian. Oh my! I think, I
0: think I stumbled on something here.
1: <laughs> well, you just remember that being a witch was punishable by death. You know, not that long ago. So right, I well, kind of uh, take issue with okay. this, those. Those witch murderers appropriating our thing no 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 it's I'm, gl- I'm so glad i'm so glad when anybody finds something that's useful to them um i'll tell you what though like it was not chill for me to have tarot cards in my catholic ass church when i was little so oh, okay
0: so i yeah. was gonna ask you about kind of where you came from with this because all right so i i grew up episcopalian so most of the way Catholic, but not quite. Yeah. Um, oh,
1: really? Oh, that's an interesting way. I didn't know that. That's what Episcopalian
0: was. Well, it was a schism from the because uh, it goes back to Henry the Eighth oh. wanted to get divorced, and then he couldn't, and then he mm-hmm. said, "Okay, I'm just going to start a church, and I'll do that." And then he, I don't know when he cut oh. people's heads off, probably before, during, and after. But um, anyway, that was the start of the Church of England, and the which became the Episcopal Church. But it's it's from. Much the same, same way Lutheranism. So I, I know a lot of the same uh, mess, yeah, I guess Judeo-Christian yeah, ethic, very yeah. close. In yeah, so yeah. But, yeah. So
1: I, I think. Um, I mean, I think actually all of the static, all of the modern static between like the Christian Church and tarot cards would be, um, the sort of satanic panic about mm. the pentagrams. Um, or pentacles, as I would say, um, and pentacles is a symbol in like all ancient, you know, very pre-Christian, um, y- you know, study, and it it was just like the five pillars of man, you know, it was just like, you know, I I can't remember, but it's like nature, you know, it's like elemental plus spirit, you know, it's just like very simple, and it and in uh, most. Um, sort of you know archetypal study it means just like of the earth and in the tarot cards it just means of the earth but because like I don't know Alistair Crowley kind of got a bad rap and then like you know you got your you got your uh, what's his name Manson you know pentacles like uh, pentacle appropriation happened basically I'm sure Elrond Hubbard
0: got involved at some point too yeah
1: Yeah, there's probably, you know, just some, uh, some like, fucking dickhead, like, <laughs> secret society white guys were just like, let's steal a bunch of these occult symbols. But, um, you know, pentacles mean of the earth in a tarot deck. Swords mean, um, you know, like, drama and action. Uh, Wands mean air, like, spirituality and perspective. And, and cups mean emotional water and... Mm pretty simple it's a pretty simple language but um as i said like uh you know people really respect jung in the psychological community he was like a um a, you know a, a student of freud's and you know he, he's like man these symbols really carry a lot of weight um you know socrates talked about symbols like it's all very um science-backed actually um the tarot deck is uh there are some people who use it for fortune telling and stuff like that and i probably wouldn't truck with those folks as much but um you know generally y- y- it's like a way to talk to your own self you you draw a card you ask a very very specific question and then you let the m- sort of the images and the uh, the symbols of the card hit you and usually you'll learn something from yourself mm-hmm. about why you had a thought or why you are like feel like that's a yes or no or you know whatever it's um if if you are called if you are listening and you're called to fuck with tarot cards like go buy a deck it won't hurt you and they are not satanic and um they're you know if anything could be like interesting creative prompts which i have seen some people um some friends of mine do um to like write songs or write stories um they're really rich tableaus each Mm. card is like like i'm looking my card for the day was a six of swords and it's like a dude ferrying a boat while a girl and her son are, like, you know, cloaked in a cape, you know? And mm. it's like, whoa, something happened, you know? <laughs> um, just drama. And it's, like, interesting to tell yourself little stories about what that could mean. And, and yeah, just keeps life a little bit more fanciful and keeps you on your toes.
0: Mm. But how did you get from growing up Catholic to where oh. you are now?
1: No, dude, um, it just the, um, the freaky deekies, they called to me, um,
0: <laughs> the woo woos,
1: they, the, for the fairies in the mist. Um, you know, I, yeah, I was Catholic. I read the Bible when I was 11 years old and I was like, this is very silly. And I, uh, was like, wow, women are really demonized in this book. <laughs> and, um, and then I was like, let me just, I don't know, let me, let me get some space, you know, from, from this. And, uh, you know, I think there are symbols, in like, like I'm saying, there's symbols in tarot that really resonate with me. There's symbols in Catholic Catholicism, Christianity, freaking, especially Jesuit Catholicism. Like, um, there's, you know, saints, there's meditations, there's all kinds of, like, interesting symbols in, mm-hmm. like, a lot of different religions. And why do I pick and choose? Well, because it's faith, baby. It's a faith, ba- you know, religion is about faith, and you should... um you know, develop your own spirituality, I think, um, because going through some interloper cleric is, um, mm. you know, it's problematic as we have hella, hella seen mm. in the 21st century. And, um, you know, it's it's never been good. Like, the, d- the divisiveness between religions has always been fraught with war and power and rich people shit. And you should just, um, you know... That, this is what I prescribe is to just, you know, keep it personal, um, do what works. I mean, the only thing that sucks about keeping it personal, which is something that happened to me, was I didn't have anybody to be a witch with. I was by myself building altars in my closet. And uh, <laughs> just because that resonated with me and that's what I wanted to do. Um, and now I'm able to connect with witches, but some of them are fake witches, like Ooh. I said. So it's like... Um, but it's great. It's great that sort of my spirituality has become sort of a cultural moment, and <laughs> because there's more, there's more kids to play with. So um, yeah. you know, there's more, there's more, um, there's more babes uh, to witchcraft with. So <laughs> that's really good. I, I ran a show in L.A. called High Priestess, which was a cannabis and tarot themed stand-up comedy show, uh, and that was a live show uh, until the pandemic. So it was like our last one, I think, was March, and. Um, yeah, we would do chanting and, like, you know, it's L.A., so there's a lot of witch babes. And, uh, you know, as much of it as fashion, y- there's some of it that's fashion, right? But <laughs> we were still doing spells in a backyard, and it was pretty cool.
0: <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, it's one of those things where, you know, it's, it's, if you grow up with something, it's hard to completely get the idea that there is something out of you. And uh, I don't know. Yeah. I kind of I feel like that. Were you
1: hella Catholic or Episcopalian?
0: You know, in retrospect, probably a little bit, yeah. I mean, we went yeah. to church pretty much every, well, every weekend. But, like, I think the thing that really got me was that I was a first camper and then counselor at a church camp camp and had yeah. many formative experiences through that which is exactly i'm sure the the point of why religions do this <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. It definitely like yeah it's it's once you get it into your head it's hard to get out and even if you're logically trying to think about it or maybe trying to think about something else it's hard to
1: i don't know though man like you spent a bunch of summers in the trees presumably oh, yeah. with like a lot of natural beauty, and then you were praying, and praying is, mm. is real. You know? I don't know if you're an atheist now, but... No, you I know. wouldn't say I'm an atheist. Okay, I just don't okay. know.
0: Like, I, you're I, sharing yeah.
1: spiritual space um, in the woods. I mean, you're basically a druid. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
1: Christians are druids. Deal with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hot takes. Um, yeah, camp counselors are druids. No, I, I, I wow, guess what I, hadn't I mean really is like. I not really thought about it like
0: that before.
1: <laughs> you don't have to, you know, you don't have to sever anything that you got out of it, you know, with yeah. any kind of logic that you put on it now. Like, I had a lot of meaningful spiritual experiences when I went to Christian camp. Mm. Um, I always w- used to go with my, like, very Presbyterian-ass friends. Mm. Um, And, yeah, I mean, it's like. It's just, the, you know, the, the problem wonderful. that we we're
0: talking about singing and yes, there was that I played guitar since yeah. I was 12 years old and it's yeah. partially because of that. And a lot of the first songs I learned how to play were, were those songs. And it would be hard for me to sing a lot of those songs with a straight face now. Um, you know, I don't know. You know what I mean? I it's I just like, just it's like, you know, what's sing,
1: that? Well, I was just thinking like, you know, yeah, that sucks. They're, they're silly words maybe, but like, you know, the vibrations from the guitar strings and your vocal mm. cords, like, that's all God, you know? That's all that's all communing with something greater than our bodies and our sure. earthly selves.
0: Yeah, yeah. IMO. Absolutely. Right, right. Definitely, definitely. Um, but, yeah, well... Thank you so much for. Ta- I don't want to take up your whole night. I've I've taken almost an hour here, so I, that's that's more than enough. Okay. Um, but uh, I I really appreciate you talking with me for so long. And uh, before we go, I always ask what music you've been listening to lately.
1: Great question. I'm on a real. Um, I mean, I almost per- all. I almost exclusively listen to R&B music. Nice. I like it. I like low RPMs or beats per minute. I like it real slow and low. And uh, I love Blood Orange very much. And I found um, like the Tiny Desk concert and the like Pitchfork concert on Mm. um, YouTube. And that's been really fun. Blood Orange. Yeah. Anybody else. Oh, and I like Tierra Whack quite a bit. And Mm. that's rap music. That's not R and B music. That's rap music. Um, I just really like the way she pronounces or just like her wordplay and sassy um, like girl girl vibes.
0: Cool. Very cool. Okay.
1: Yeah, you better let me off this podcast. I'm like losing my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Losing my ability to speak, so I gotta go.
0: Okay. Well, um, well, I probably shouldn't ask you to sing to to take Oh, this I'll out. sing. Okay, yeah. What do right. you want me to sing? Whatever you want to sing, you don't have to sing. Don't then. make me sing. Okay, don't sing then. I don't absolutely don't want to pressure no, you. No, I all. was
1: doing the SNL bit. Don't make me sing. Oh, all oh, oh, right, right. <laughs> never. Have. Don't ask me to sing. Don't, no, please. Uh,
0: you don't have to sing uh, your no, your end of the road thing if you don't want to. Uh, you could definitely do that. Oh, sure. I'm not going to join you. I will definitely listen, but uh, you sing whatever you you feel you you want to.
1: Fantastic. I'll sign off uh, from the Rob Burgess show the way I sign off from every episode of You Can Do It With Reproof by saying the very end of End of the Road by Voice to Men. And it goes like this. And now we've come to the end of the road and I can't let go. It's so natural. You belong to me. I belong to you.
0: Wow. I love it. Thanks, Rob. (laughs) Have a great night. Join the Rob Burgess Show mailing list. Go to tinyletter.com forward slash the Rob Burgess Show and type in your email address. Then respond to the automatic message. Also, please make sure to comment, follow, like, subscribe, share, rate, and review everywhere the podcast is available, including iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Twitter, Internet Archive, TuneIn, RSS, and now Spotify. The official website for the podcast is www.therobburgessshow.com. You can find out more about me by visiting my website, www.thisburgess.com. If you have something to say, record a voice memo on your smartphone and send it to the Rob Burgess Show at gmail.com. Include voice memo in the subject line of the email. Also, if you want to call or text the show for any reason, the number is 317-674-3547. Until next time.